0: Hello and welcome to the Dreams of Source podcast. Meditations and rituals on living an intuitive, creative life. Art is healing and a haven for the soul. In this podcast, I hope you get to rest and come home to yourself your intuition, and your creative spirit. In here, we explore intuitive art, creativity, and grounded spirituality with soothing music and sound medicine to help you access your inner being within. I'm your host, Megan, an intuitive painter, creative director, and mystic, working with art, creativity, and trauma-informed somatic modalities. So let's dive in to today's episode. Being a projector in a world full of generators and manifesting generators who constantly do, do, do is challenging. Your way of being in the world is counter to how the world currently operates, and your gifts can only be accessed through invitation. What I find fascinating about this topic is, generally, projectors are conditioned to act like generators or manifesting generators. Interestingly though, as a manifesting generator myself, what I've experienced was a bit of the opposite. Most of my teachers, mentors, and close friends are projectors and looking back, I can see now as I decondition even more and live my design, that I myself have been conditioned to act like a projector in terms of guiding or teaching people one-on-one in the past through my holistic sessions. While many gens can definitely do this, I see now that based on my overall design, this is not the best use of my energy. I find it amazing to see how we want what we don't have. Projectors, I've experienced that when you're truly in alignment with your design, the way you see people and guide people, there's really nothing like it. I can't wait to share Sylvia with you and share more about the beauty of your projector hood through her eyes, her stories, and her insights in this episode we're also exploring what it means to create as a writer and to create a business based on your soul service or calling Sylvia first connected with me online three years ago and soon after we became very close friends recognizing each other as soulmate friends or soul sisters her energy is radiant effervescent and her joy and passion when it comes to spirituality intuition human design, and being a soulful, creative, and entrepreneur really resonated with me. As a fellow Leo, we cheer each other on in our milestones, and this is her special brand of guiding other projectors in her programs and offerings as well. She cheers you on in your own strengths and awakening journey. Her passion for spirituality, travel, and relishing the beauty of our planet, as well as her own healing and growth is a luminous presence to be around. Sylvia is the founder, writer, human design reader and intuitive healer behind Arami. In human design, she is a 1-3 self-projected projector with a cave environment, hope motivation, single integration channel and sensing collective circuit. Arami is grounded on energetics, empowerment, excitement and embodiment. She supports conscious soul-led individuals and business owners in navigating their journey inwards and human design projectors in unearthing projectorhood. It is her greatest joy and fulfillment to guide one to remember, to heal, to emerge and align to their soul's calling. If you want to connect with Sylvia and Arami, you can find her website and her socials on the podcast show notes below. Welcome to the Dreams of Source podcast, Sylvia. I'm so excited that you're here. Hi
1: everyone. Hi, Megan. Thank you for that lofty introduction. I am so honored to be here in this space with you as a guest on Dreams of Source podcast to discuss about our soul work. I just want to say I'm so grateful to connect with you three years ago during COVID. It's a friendship that I cherish. I'm so grateful to have your presence, your wisdom, your knowledge, your friendship. And our connection is so strong that I never take for granted. I can't wait to dive in on our podcast. So for anyone who doesn't know, In human design, there are five energy types and they are the manifestors, manifesting generators, generators, projectors, and the reflectors. And each energy type has its own unique strategy and mission here on earth. And as projectors, we are actually the youngest of the energy types and we will only introduce this earth around 1781 and we are designed to be naturally intuitive, receptive and feminine and a lot of our gifts are tied to being wise and to supporting humanity in a new way of sustainability and awareness for the world. Human design is the science of the aura Our aura as a projector is rather unique, it is focused, penetrating, and really distinctively piercing to the other. And especially with sacral beings, it allows us to hold a deep insight on seeing the other just because our aura penetrates really deeply into the G center of the other and because of our mostly undefined centers along with any other energy types with a lot of undefined centers we are able to hold and see the other and projectors are known to have our uh, natural ability to slow down and be deeply present for the other and when we are in that place we are able to see in a deeper sense, the best possible path for the other. And so a lot of the gifts that are tied to being a projector has really got to do with less doing and more guiding and more seeing of the other. And obviously at first, it may not make sense, especially if you just discovered you're a projector or you just awaken to the knowledge that you are a projector. But if you observe with your past experience, your strengths, you will probably notice that's what you're innately really good at. So, for me and my story on discovering human design and discovering that I was projective, what happened a few years ago? When I knew I was a projector in human design, it was like a full-body resounding yes. It felt like a liberation, a huge affirmative and validation from the universe, and a permission to be just as I am. I noticed I struggled the most, trying to be someone else except being a projector in my entrepreneurship journey trying to fit into the mall and trying to be somebody else that I wasn't. The the tipping point, especially in my entrepreneurship journey, I just felt like what was out there that's required to be an entrepreneur to succeed, the need to be consistent, the hustle, the need to be on the grind. And what was actually the most jarring for me out there was The marketing sales tactics out there that really targets on scarcity rather than expansion which is a lot of like the patriarchal way of doing business just felt too overwhelming cringy and contractive in my body and I knew like something was off and that there was something out there that was something I had to be looking at as much as I always identified myself as a feminine essence individual and having a soul-based, heart business. I really tried to spend the first year of my life trying to be like every entrepreneur out there. I remember putting myself through cold DMs, I need to show up like on socials all the time. I also remember myself staying up till 2 in the morning trying to finish an article, even though my body was telling me the otherwise. I remember forcing myself through trying a 5am workday and that did not work out for me as well. But that was exactly the process I needed to go through. What really facilitated me before discovering I was a projector was I joined an amazing business force by Robin from the Empaths in Business, the Empath Podcast. I was really drawn to her work. Because she was more focused on feminine energetics in business. And it was something that I find quite scarce in the business world at the time. I remember Robin reminding us to really always listen to our soul. And then one day I was introduced to human design and I really felt like I've been unconscious for so long, even though I had prior to spiritual awakenings before that, but the awakening this time really felt like I was awakening to my gifts, my purpose. I wasn't one who felt very frustrated or despondent knowing that I was a projector. I was really excited. I wanted to tell the whole world about it, but then I realized that I was operating out of my strategy. Or the gift that I really love about being a projector is our deep-seeing capabilities. It's just something that comes really natural to us just because how our aura is designed, it is more outwardly focused. And when we are invited to be of that space holder or that wisdom keeper or that form of guidance, we are really received by the other. I love how, as a self-projected projector, a lot of the things that I, that I say out of my mouth, they hold so much depth and fortitude for the other. These are like the things that I love about being a projector. So another challenge that I noticed about being a projector would be what do we do while we are waiting? And the work that I do, I support many projectors who are at the start of their journey in projectorhood, And they often struggle with the idea of waiting. I coined a process called the art of active waiting. And what do you do while you're waiting? A lot of it is about creating new new pathways around having an empowering narrative shift with the idea of waiting and perceiving invitations as well as deepening that sense of self-trust and the trust you hold of the universe because the right invitations will always come naturally, correctly and in a divinely timed manner. One thing I always advise my clients to do is while they're waiting is to really indulge in cultivating their mastery and expanding their visibility. Cultivating your mastery would be what is something that you feel really called to right now? Would it be a niche, a vocation, a skill, a hobby? What would you like to cultivate if you have the time, all the time that you have in the world? What would make you feel amazing? To remember that this doesn't have to be anything tangible or explainable to other people. Along with that, to really think about how you can expand your reach to be visible. There may be some confusion with the idea about putting yourself out there and initiating, but putting yourself out there is expanding your visibility, you're not initiating any form of energetic opening. For example, um, one of my clients recently recently found out that she is really into painting and it's just a side project at the moment, but she really wants to feel more seen and recognized for that kind of work that she's doing. As a form of expanding your visibility, would be really reaching out, visiting museums, galleries, creating a social, put your work out there, creating an Etsy account. Allow yourself to be visible by others who might be interested in your work and let those invitations fall through in naturally. It's really important for projectors who are struggling with a desire to receive invitations and feel recognized and seen to really ask themselves, where can I make myself more visible right now. So for example, if you feel ready to get into a new relationship, but you are a line four, and obviously online dating apps, did don't really work well for you as a line four. So perhaps it's time to put yourself out there. Your friends or your coworker invite you for a night out or a party or a celebration to a bar, to a cafe. Put yourself out there, obviously, this is also increasing your visibility as well, and who knows what the universe may bring for you. So, to really think about what you're really trying to attract in your life, and working with your human design, and then expanding your visibility during this out of waiting. common thing that projectors, disempowered projectors do when they are not working correctly with their energetics a clear indicator would be keeping up with the sacral beings trying to force yourself in boxes that they fit in not listening to their bodies There's a huge disconnection with their body A lot of the clients that come to me Feel heavily disempowered because they identified with not connecting with their body. They feel themes of depletion, burnout, exhaustion, physical ailments even rising in their body, anxiety skyrocketing off the roof. These are common experiences that disempowered projectors face when they realize that they are not listening or not working with their natural energetics. And for me, this is so important. That they actually rewire what's not been working out for them and to really begin to really nourish their capacity. It is helpful when they understand that they are not designed to be a sacred being and that acknowledgement itself is powerful to help them propel a new change and perhaps a new way of living. As for how My human design alignment has unfolded as an entrepreneur. I've really shifted the way I work with myself because I understand my design. I learned to work with my strengths. I learned to prioritize more spaciousness in my life, more rest. Allowing myself to work smartly with my energy, creating bursts of deep work that was more productive for me than working for a long period of time. Learning to honor myself through energetic check-ins throughout the day, prioritizing being my own aura, having spaces for movement, rest in my life. It's all been pivotal in my journey as an entrepreneur and in my personal life. I also see really clearly in my design how my natural my natural strengths emanate to other people and it's really about cultivating that confidence and obviously my gift as a projector to know that this is what i'm really here to do and this is how i could create support and serve the collective So another thing I would like to add about being a projector entrepreneur that we need to do a little bit different about is our need to show up all the time and to really drop those expectations around it. This goes to say for not only projectors, but any energy types with a lot of undefined centers. It's important to understand that when we have a lot of white and undefined centers, inconsistency is living and breathing and shows up in our aura. And that is perfectly fine. And there's nothing wrong about not needing to be consistent all the time. It's about healing and celebrating our relationship, being inconsistent and finally choosing sustainability, energetic sensibility over consistency. So, as a self-projected authority individual, I have my G-Center inter- insert to define. They are the only defined centers within my body graph. They are inherently very important for me and how I actually use my authority in making decisions in my life. So, for example, when I feel called to make a big decision, I would require the need of a sounding board. I would call up a few friends who can be compassionate space holders for me so I can share about my dilemma and help me arrive in clarity. And most of the time, the words that come out of my mouth are what my higher self and my soul is wanting me to really leverage on and get clear about. Another way for me, this is actually my preferred way, about really deepening that self-trust that I have with my own direction. So that unwavering certainty that comes with knowing the path that my soul wants me to undertake Whichever and however that may play out, to really trust it and pick what that heart space is saying to me. For me, I've always been sustained by these two processes whenever I need to arrive at clarity. That is how the process has been for me as a self-projected authority. It's just really about understanding which of this process is the best fit right now. And for me, at the moment, I'm deepening my process with the self-trust and relying less on a sounding board. So, a raw me basically means a raw me put together. And I conceived the idea of this name when I was living in Palau working as a dive instructor then and i just knew inherently that i needed a portal i was ready for myself to be seen and visible because prior to that i was always writing reflections on a private blog but i really wanted to make it public this time i wanted to share knowledge reflections experiences to empower and support people who are like minded or who are going through what I've been through. Fast forward down a few years, and here I am supporting people in their journey inwards and supporting them through the technology of human design and supporting primarily on human design projectors. Arami is for me my soul business, and we are working together and aligning our soul missions together. Arami has a different presence than I do. It holds a different energy as well. So Arami is actually a manifester. She's also a non being. So we both are here to optimize our work in a non kind of way. And what I love about Orami is her ability to really call out, transform and do things that she wants. Um, She's very clear about it. She's very charged about her inspirations and where it takes her. I compliment her with my gifts, my skills. Whenever I think about my business, it's about how can Arami and I support other people even more. And that's what's leading up to my upcoming offerings that I'm so excited to share but it's been something in the pipeline for my business for a while. It's been something Arami has been nudging me to really create, and yeah, I can't wait to share. For Aromi and I, we are both, we've got three left arrows and one right arrow in our variable. So we are very strategic and focused in the way that we perceive and absorbed from the world in some sense. However, I really like to have a familiar environment while Orami is less picky on that. So for me, in our writing process, I really like to be able to write in the same place. When I have the inspiration of a specific topic or an idea, I would normally jot it down right away. Either pen it down in a book or put it up on blog post, but leave it as a draft. And it's really important for me to get into how I would like to write and channel the article. It's important for me to break them into different bits and have a form of a draft. It is definitely not at all fluid in the way I write it down. It's important for me to have those points and specifics in there. Obviously, if necessary, doing some research, If not, really getting into the stillness with Arami and channeling them out. So that would be how my entire creative writing process is. It's definitely a lot more strategic. And then as for the completion of the article, it really is managed through my priorities and whether I have the energetic container for it. At the moment, I'm delaying writing articles because I'm in the midst of bursting a few offerings that I'm so excited to share with the world. I think it's about being experimental with how I write but definitely I'm a lot more focused and it needs to be in an orderly manner the way I churn out an article and I hope the work that I do will be supportive and empowering as I support them in this journey of remembrance and going inwards. So, on my first awakening, it happened in 2017. It was triggered by a loss of a dear friend. In that awakening, what I discovered was spirituality. What I discovered was understanding that our life doesn't just end here. It is still part of a cycle that goes on for a long, longer period of time that is not in the context of our humanly linear time. It really helped me understand about grieving a loss, about feeling deeper with my emotions, about the spirit world. (laughs) So that was kind of when I did a lot of research in those areas. But I would say the main thing was really allowing myself to feel it in my body, that grief, that loss. My second awakening was the biggest awakening I ever had, and that was actually triggered by a very deep connection, a twin flame connection with a very beautiful man. But it wasn't one that was easy, or smooth sailing, it wasn't one that had all chasing sunsets and beautiful butterflies and all those. But it was one that really needed to bring both of us to continuously work on healing ourselves. And even though both of us have chosen the divide and Concord path, I would say the journey after that awakening was one that led me to being more spiritually connected with myself and my emotions. It allowed me to really be more aware and accountable to my own limiting beliefs, my fears, my victimhood, and to really master the courage to journey out of my pain. And along the way, to remember my inherent authenticity, my brilliance and the capacity of my body and my soul. It was during that time that I really discovered that anyone is capable to be a self-healer. And no matter how long that process may take, no matter how many mistakes you may have made along the way, you'll get there and you'll feel like the most realist version of yourself, the most empowered version of yourself out of it. And it's a process that is so terrifying, but it is easier than running away from all that you're feeling. Healing deeply is scary but it's so powerful at the same time. There is so much strength in being vulnerable and there's so much strength in really being able to get in touch with your emotions. And most of all is to really understand that you are deserving of a happy, empowered, courageous life and it's all within your fingertips if you choose to heal and if you choose to be a bigger version outside your pain. That experience, especially through this relationship, has equipped me with a newfound wisdom about the context of self-healing, the tools that I've used, the inner work that I've done, the shadow work that I've done, the love that I've given myself, that I've taught to myself, that I wish others could do the same, and that wholeheartedness is all within our reach. So for me, one of my favorite healing tools um, that I lean on that makes me feel resourced are um, sylphagia frequencies, um, healing music, kundalini mantras, anything that the nature offers that is free really. Grounding, being in nature, swimming in the ocean, walking barefoot, feeling the earth, Getting into being present, you know, feeling what's in the right present moment and letting your your mind and its conundrums kind of distract you into fear-mongering thoughts and limiting beliefs. What I also do enjoy is to really be in my own aura and to always have regular energetic check-ins with myself to see which part of my body is feeling tense, it's feeling a bit tight, where in my body is needing more spaciousness? Do my body feel like it needs rest right now? What rest do I need? So self-inquiry and, is, and being in my own aura is also a very important tool for me to feel replenished, restored. So I feel like my capacity is filled, my cup is filled to be the best version for my, of myself through my business, my personal life, my relationships. When I do have my child, like children one day, I think the biggest gift I could ever give my children would be the gift to be able to travel everywhere as freely as I did with my passport. I know that travel has its challenges, its ups and downs. It's not always smooth sailing, it's exactly what, you know, the human experience is, and I really want my child to experience the full spectrum of what travel will unfold for them. And I know it's the best way for them to really tap into those feminine energetics, you know, tapping into those values of love, compassion respect for all sentient beings, individuals, societies, learning that there are different ways of magic out there that could bring people together despite what could be on the outside and knowing that they could always be part of it. The current creation that I'm most excited about right now would be a physical product. It's something I feel very guided towards to create. And it will be a yearly planner. And perhaps it will be the first ever human design energy type specific planner catered to each energy type. And it's going to be called Your Companion 2024 Planner. And the reasons behind this creation began when I felt very led by my soul and around me to really support individuals outside a one-to-one setting. Even though I'm supporting several energy types, I'm primarily supporting projectors. And what I do notice is I can only support an individual so far in a one-to-one session or if they sign up with me for more sessions or in a mentoring kind of container. Otherwise, deconditioning can feel extremely lonely. It oftentimes, it might even, you know, you might even forget about things that you've learned in the session. Or you might even forget powerful awareness that you have gained about yourself. And you might have landed in your not-self throughout your life. And it's important to have those reminders which was by the reason I decided to create a physical product to accompany each individual in deconditioning, a tangible physical tool that they can have in whole in their day-to-day life. I'm hoping that it will be a very powerful human design deconditioning tool. At the moment, I am looking at supporting projectors first. I'm going to see how that unfolds and I'm hoping that projectors around the world will feel very supported and empowered by this bursting of my creation and hoping that in the upcoming year or years I will be able to create similar versions and additions to support other energy types as well. I can't wait to share it with you guys. So in Arami, I actually write articles pertaining to topics of spirituality, human design, personal growth, and self-care and healing. So if you're a kind of person who enjoys reading long-form writings, this might be useful for you. Or if you're really interested in topics that I've just shared about, like human design or personal growth, self-care and healing, I would love to have you on my site and see if any of these articles resonate. And for anyone who is at the beginning of their awakening journey, I have created a free inwards Toolkit. It's known as BAVA, which is basically a journey of self-discovery. And this toolkit really navigates radical embodiment of self-love, along with mindfulness, inner work, and resilience all together. And if you are an individual who is really intrigued by what I shared about human design, I am a human design leader. I've got a free way of checking what is your human design on the link below. But if you already know that you are of a specific energy type and if you're a projector, you're welcome to download my free guidebook um, called The Projectors Three Agents of Change Guidebook. It's for anyone who is really new about deconditioning and they have just learned about their human design and possibly feeling a bit overwhelmed, confused and have no idea where to begin. And if having a session feels a bit too much for you at the moment, either emotionally, um, physically, or financially, I would really urge anyone who just discovered that they are a projector in human design to go through my free guidebook and hoping that you'll feel supported along the way. And lastly, for anyone who really is very tapped into my frequency and would love to have a one-to-one human design session with me, I have two kinds of human design sessions out there. One is known as Becoming Empowered and another one is a projective-specific session. It's called Unearthing Projective Human Design Session. And you can have a look and have a deeper understanding on what I offer with the links below. So you can connect with me through my website aroundme.com or my social on my Instagram aroundme. Underscore. So it's my only social at the moment. I'm all about energetic mastery and it's only the only social that I feel excited about. And I use it mainly for connecting with like-minded individuals, people who are from all over the world, are walking a similar path as mine, or if you're intuitive and sensitive as well, I would love to connect with you, especially if you resonate with my frequency. Otherwise, if you prefer a more passive way of contact, you might want to sign up for my mindfulness and intuitive track newsletter. I drop emails um, intuitively, either once or once in every few months. And if you are a projector in human design, I would love you to sign up on my Unearthing Projectorhood newsletter. I drop a lot of tips, practices, resources and latest updates of my offerings on the newsletter and it's definitely a lot more intimate and heartfelt because i'm just addressing to a smaller community thank you
0: so much sylvia for being part of the podcast i am really grateful for your energy your insights and your wisdom that you've generously shared with us. I am so excited for people to hear all about you and your work and especially for projectors out there who can really be supported by your offerings. Thank you so much for being here,
1: Sylvia, and love you as always. Thank you so much again for having me here on Dreams of Source podcast. I'm truly flattered and honored to be here and I'm very grateful to be able to share this space with you and i'm hoping that your audiences will enjoy what i've shared thank you for inviting me for seeing me for recognizing me and keeping the way as you are my wise soul sister we love you back
0: if you enjoyed this episode subscribe or share it with someone who you feel could be supported by this episode too and if it resonates and it feels right, it will be amazing to have your review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app, so that this episode and all of these other episodes can reach those who need it too. If you're looking to create a soothing, calming haven for your home, I invite you to dreamsasaurus.com, where you'll find meditative paintings made with earth and plants and soothing art courses to come home to your inner being and creativity.